Trigger warning. The following episode contains references to gore, sexual assault, sexual content, animal cruelty, human suffering, mental conditions, death, factual inaccuracies, several entitled people making light of all these things. If any of the aforementioned topics cause you discomfort, you may want to listen to a different episode. A truck accident? Well, that's just awful. I'm Andy. I can't give my book report. I got bit by a spider. I'm Sean. If you have a fear boner lasting longer than four hours, please stop using spiders and contact your doctor immediately. I'm Adam. Officer, I had another dream about the murder, and this time you were there. I'm Kelly, and this is Acid Pop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Acid Pop. Today, we're going to take a little trip down memory lane and revisit some old topics. That's right. It's another What About episode. We love memory lane. That means we've been on the air for 18 months. Wow. Yeah. We've carried two full children to term. <laughs> at least one on our end. You guys aren't pulling your weight. <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> I, trans- I transferred all my baby rights to Adam. I said, don't look at me. <laughs> Adam, you're very beautiful. Don't be so shy. That's why I'm only in an audio format. <laughs> well, does anyone want to begin? Have some stories to tell? Uh, I could start. This one's fairly short. Okay. So we're, we're heading all the way back to erectile dysfunction, everybody's favorite episode. All the way back. Do you want some woo-woo-woo music? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. I thought she was just going to play Daffy Duck going, woo-woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we tried everything, remember? We tried burning women. We've tried... <laughs> everything. That crocodile hearts. Burning more women. <laughs> and we finally got to Viagra, which, you know, uh, it was a heart pressure medication that just so happened... Yeah, contains almost no burnt women. <laughs> almost. Uh, like, 50, <laughs> like, like five parts per million. <laughs> it's what the FDA allows. <laughs> And one would think that once we have our pill, we're done. But no, that pill simply does not work for some people. So we need to keep on researching how to make old men have sex. (laughs) Keep your eye on the ball. (laughs) Well, it just so happens that there's a lovely species of spider in Brazil whose bite will give you priapism. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're going to have a hard wiener. Sure. Are you going to have it because of rigor mortis? (laughs) (laughs) It does not say whether or not the uh, neurotoxin in the venom is fatal. Yeah. My question is, where does it have to bite you? (laughs) (laughs) Seems like anywhere. Here we go. They've known about the venom since the early 2000s. It can cause a loss of muscle control, lead to breathing problems, paralysis, and asphyxiation, but that is rare. It can also lead to embarrassing corpses. (laughs) (laughs) Only 2% of people bit by the spiders require antivenom. Everybody else is pretty much good. (laughs) So say I want to use this particular method. Can I just go buy a spider in a box over the counter? (laughs) Need a prescription. You can go find the spider, but like I said, you might be one of the 2% that needs the antivenom, otherwise you suffocate. I like those odds. Right now they're (laughs) trying to create a synthetic venom, which is, they've been testing it, and it's shown to give rats boners, so... (laughs) (laughs) What more do we need? (laughs) 
And not only does it give rat males boners, it also stimulates clitoral erections in females. (laughs) So we might have found our Lady Viagra, spider bite. It gives boners to chairs, t-shirts, anything, really. (laughs) What's happening in here? (laughs) It's a spider fear boner. (laughs) Arachnobonia. (laughs) Every time we put it in a vial, that gets a boner. I was recently listening to a book on it. Well, the book was just called Quackery. It's very good, but it was talking about it had a, a section on erectile dysfunction. One of the things it said was that one of the earliest uh, cock rings was you would basically cut out the eyelid of a goat. <laughs> sure, sure. And then you would put that over your junk, and that was the first cock ring. Such say, a turn on. And for extra titillation, they would leave the eyelashes in. <laughs> And that's where we got our first French tickler. (laughs) So if you ever wanted to skull fuck a goat in your imagination. (laughs) Look, honey, I hurt my goat for you. (laughs) My goat can no longer wink. (laughs) I also just like that the the spider is from a a genus known as Phonutria, which uh, comes from the Greek word phonos, which means murder. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) The the murder spider. Oh, it's good to know that some people will do anything. Just have this murder spider bite you. (laughs) A hard spider is good to find. (laughs) Well, I've got a what about for exotic pets. So on March 9th of 2018 in the Philippines, four luggages sat unclaimed from a flight that had arrived from Hong Kong. Airport authorities took the unlabeled suitcases and opened them up to try and find anything that would hint at the owners. Instead, they found over 1,500 tortoises. 1,500? 1,500, yes. I suppose if they all got into their shells and packed in real tight. Which is basically what happened. They were like duct taped inside their shells so they couldn't come out. So these guys were probably on their way to the black market where they would have sold for roughly $87,000. Not a piece, I hope. No, that was total. So it's not too much per per piece. Uh, However, the perpetrator may have changed their mind when they heard that the penalty for capturing an endangered species in Hong Kong is $1.3 million and 10 years in jail per animal uh, yeah <laughs> basically oh my so the authorities at the airport said that this isn't uncommon to find animals being smuggled in luggage uh, but the previous year they intercepted 560 animals so they've already found some this year so in the first three months they've tripled their catch from last year <laughs> Jeez, tis tisk you know. sound like a bunch of coconuts knocking around <laughs> this suitcase. That's hissing coconuts. <laughs> yeah, that pack's going to be over the weight limit. Yeah, you'd think. Yeah, but it's only a $40 charge. Keeps shoving heads of lettuce in his luggage. <laughs> so I have a really recent one on uh, zoos and a nice side of smartphones in there. <laughs> oh, good. This happened like a week ago in Arizona. Oh. A woman decided what she needed at this Arizona zoo was a selfie with a jaguar. I saw this picture. (laughs) Oh, no. There's a picture. And to get a good picture, she decided she needed to climb over the barriers and press herself right up against that cage and get, you know, just that right angle. And uh, the jaguar thought that to really give that picture that realistic look. Yeah, you need it to be authentic. Yeah, you need to maul the woman. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she wasn't given permission to use his image. It's true. Why is it always Talk to my agent. Bears and tigers and stuff that people want these close selfies with. 
get get a selfie with a yak or something. Yeah, I mean, at my zoo, if I had to pick, there's this tiny little deer with vampire teeth, and I'd jump right yeah. in there. Those are super cute. Get one of those one of those small wolves that smell suspiciously like weed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's a coincidence. They are asleep a lot. Anyway, so this uh, jaguar l- pretty much grabbed her through the bars and pinned her, and some other zoo patrons managed to distract it, and. Uh, She's fine. She needed some stitches. And the zoo has assured everyone that the jaguar did nothing wrong and (laughs) is in no trouble. Although this is the second time the jaguar has done this. (laughs) Well, stop getting, stop doing the selfie jump in. Yeah. I I have to ask though, is the picture that came out of this, is it the selfie like mid mauling? No, it's a picture of like they showed her, it shows how cleanly cut the jaguar's claws can go through because it's a long gash down her arm where you can see like the fat exposed. The uh, someone was filming is uh, is okay. is pretty much where all the pictures come from. She has apologized. Say, it would have been a hell of a selfie. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really dumb. <laughs> Seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> um, I've got a follow up for trucks. Yeah. A what? Huh? A what? <laughs> a follow up for trucks. <laughs> He's not getting it. <laughs> what? <laughs> a, a what about trucks? <laughs> Oh, sorry. What about? <laughs> sorry. Oh no, it's, it's last year all over again. It's funny. It's even funnier because I just listened to that. Okay. Had <laughs> listened to Sean have to remind Kelly like five times. Here you go. I've got a what about for trucks? Ah. Um, this is coming uh, straight from Canada. Hey. A truck on the Henry Baressa Boulevard in Montreal was hauling awful. With mostly pig guts and uh, other entrails. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Stuff that's, that's not even fit for a sausage. Yeah. The, the stuff that was going, you know, elsewhere. And hell. had to suddenly hit his brakes <laughs> to avoid a, a car that had cut him off. Yeah. The offal was not properly secured. <laughs> what, are you going to tie it down? <laughs> It came sloshing out and went everywhere on the street. Adam can see a picture here. This is the back of the truck. It looks like one of the lower levels of hell. (laughs) (laughs) Not one of the fancy levels? (laughs) Yeah, not one of those fancy ones where people are kind of on the fence about being good. (laughs) Now, the truck driver kind of said, oopsie daisy, and (laughs) kept on going. (laughs) Did you hear something? So next morning on, biodegradable. on Henry Barassa Boulevard, there was what is quoted a, by a Joseph Paglia as a scene out of a horror film. <laughs> yeah. He was on his way to his child's hockey practice when he came across intestines, animal remnants, stomachs, lungs, and hearts <laughs> splattered all over the streets and trees. Oh, that's like the grossest jigsaw ever. What would you think <laughs> if you saw that? <laughs> the cow exploded. Start asking God for forgiveness. <laughs> The smell was unbelievable. I had a hard time keeping my dinner in, he says. Yeah, sure. Add to it. (laughs) It was not until the next day, Tuesday evening, that a loader came by to scoop up the parts and cart the mess away. Man. Come on, guys. I I don't know if I mentioned this in that episode, but I actually saw this happen once. I I was on the freeway and there was like, I could see up ahead that the traffic was shrunk down to one lane from four. So it was like super creeping along. And I was like, man, what could have possibly happened that would shrink it down to one lane? And then as we got closer, there was a semi. So I'm like, okay, well, whatever it was, it involved a semi. And then, yeah, it was basically the back of the semi, which was open to the world, was full of cow parts. And then they Uh, slammed on their brakes and all the cow parts came out. Put them in sealed containers. I guess. I don't know. And like the road was just like 
legs and heads and just oh. like animal parts uh, just all over the road. And my God, did it smell bad? Like, I don't know how they're expected to transport those trucks without it smelling to high hell, but yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Well, the, the residents of the town say that the, the Sanamax rendering plant has had this happen before yeah. and that they just don't care. <laughs> all they do is throw tarps over it and go. Yeah. Delish. All you need to do is buy a truck with a lid. <laughs> <laughs> Too expensive. Tarps are cheap. And imagine sealing that smell in there the whole time and then opening it up. I don't know. Like, it's still going to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> At least you're not exposing it to the world. <laughs> it would be, like, tangible and just, like, scoop it out. <laughs> Watch as the smell rolls out. <laughs> it's like like opening up a punch bowl that you'd put dry ice in and then covered with saran wrap. <laughs> visible stink lines just imagine but imagine being that dad and all of a sudden you're like my car is sliding my car is sliding (laughs) so i've got a what about for our marsupials episode so for about 80 years the northern qual which is a marsupial i did not make up for our quiz and (laughs) you're making it up now (laughs) that's a little chipmunk cat thing but it's been dying off in Australia, largely due to the introduction of cane toads. Call back to our invasive species <laughs> episode. So scientists managed to nab a few, and they took them to an island with no predators. This was great for the qual, and their population soared. This went on for about 13 years, during which they trained them not to eat the toads. <laughs> Please don't eat this. Bad qual. Bad. Drop it. So, <laughs> Spit that out. So now they're starting to reintroduce them to Australia. However... Being on a 13-year vacation has dulled their senses a bit, so the new <laughs> laid-back qual avoid cane toads, <laughs> but are constantly being eaten by dingoes. <laughs> friend? <laughs> Perhaps it would be my friend. So now the scientists are trying to figure out how to train them once again to avoid a species that they knew how to deal with for hundreds of years. Just introduce them all up, bring them back to the island. <laughs> yeah, That's a couple dingoes on there. We're going to dress up like dingoes and smack them around a bit (laughs) just one species at a time until they figure it out (laughs) and then they take over the earth all right so i have uh two whatabouts on our satanic panic Mm. uh, neither of which are particularly (laughs) heartlifting just to warn you ahead of time Mm. sticking with the theme then satan doesn't come out on top on this one Mm -hmm. so i'm sure he did (laughs) (laughs) this one sort of shows that the satanic panic while it has mostly died off, it's sort of stuck in certain circles. There's still a few psychologists who believe in it and uh, sometimes influence people poorly. So there was this woman named uh, Gigi? Gigi? Gigi, I think. <laughs> Gigi Jordan? And she was a multimillionaire, mm. a pharmaceutical executive, I think, or from a pharmaceutical family. And she had... What most people would have told you was a nonverbal autistic son. Hmm. But what she came to believe was a son who had been abused by a satanic stepfather and lost his ability to speak and uh, needed to be saved from that. Which she did. Yes, yes. By killing him. I thought, his, oh. I thought his voice had been stolen by a sea witch. <laughs> that's still a better scapegoat than vaccines, I think. <laughs> oh, no, that's how they got the devil in. Oh. Yes, so uh, she was using, I don't know if you've heard of it, it's called facilitated communication. It's a method of communicating with nonverbal people that has been completely debunked, where you basically guide their hands over a letterboard or a screen. And it's sort of like a Ouija board in that it's the person doing the guiding who 
ends up yeah. spelling out the words. I mean, they do still make speaking spells. <laughs> and uh, this boy, at six years old, started s- describing in very eloquent terms <laughs> and with excellent spelling everything that had been happening to him. And his uh, <sighs> mother, taking pity on him, made him OD on pills and then... Oh, man. Yeah, that was in 2010. So wait, she killed the stepdad or the son? She killed her son. Oh, son. what about the stepdad? Because he was just full of the devil. Uh, he was not defenseless. <laughs> uh, okay. And she was put on trial, and her argument was that it was uh, a mercy killing, which, which is not actually uh. a defense that stands up in U.S. courts. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading through the books what? here, and uh, no, sorry. All I got is manslaughter for you. I mean, sure, if you were in Idaho. Interestingly, the Satanic Church is now uh, suing the psychologist or psychiatrist she consulted with who helped convince her that uh, the symptoms of autism could clearly be symptoms of Satanic ritual abuse. (laughs) Who is this psychologist? Uh, I don't have the name here. (laughs) It's just, well, it's probably for the better. I mean, you... You tell somebody, oh, God, I know I'm supposed to help you out, but the devil is here. <laughs> Why do they still have their license? Yeah. I, we live in an interesting society. Sure. And then in a recent story, this one's not exactly satanic panic, but it is recovered memory in a really bizarre way. So I wanted to share this one. It happened in the same time, the 1980s, when recovered memories, as we discussed, were all the, uh, all the vogue. And six people, well, five people became utterly convinced that they had raped and murdered a woman that they had not raped and murdered. Man, I feel like you'd have to talk to me for a really long time to convince me that I did that. Yeah. So basically, a woman was raped and killed, and the police couldn't really figure out who'd done it. And they finally decided that they were going to talk to basically people who were on the fringes of society and had uh, what they considered deviant tendencies. They'd both been like nude models and in porn, that sort of thing. You look like a 'er (laughs) ne'er-do-well. Why, yes. Yes, I am. And they sat them down and said, so about that murder you committed? (laughs) To which they responded, oh, I didn't commit a murder. And they said, no, you've repressed the memories. You definitely committed a murder. (laughs) That sounds like a yes to me. Oh, God, have I? They said, which murder? What about that murder you committed? And they said, which one? (laughs) That would be bad enough, but it just kept building on itself. So they were like, don't worry. The memories will probably return to you in dreams. And then one of their suspects had a dream about another person being at the murder scene. And they brought that person in and said, you murdered someone. And they said, I did. And they said, oh, yes, you did. You'll probably remember it in dreams. And then that person remembered some people. It's turning into the witch trials. <laughs> so they eventually ended up roping six people in, four of them based on dreams and recovered memories. Wow. When was this? The 80s? This was in the late 80s. Yes. I um, didn't know dreams were admissible in court. <laughs> well, they all confessed. They were convinced they'd done it and forgotten. <laughs> I've heard of those dream diaries. They never lie. I mean, sh- shoot, if that guy dreamed it, I guess I did. <laughs> so out of the six people, five of them believed they had done it and confessed, and only the sixth guy maintained his innocence. I said, fuck you guys! <laughs> <laughs> and it should be noted that some of these people um, had mental illness or other uh, mental disabilities that probably did not help. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, but even then, like... You have to know how unreliable dreams are. Yesterday I had a dream that I was with Rhett and Link from YouTube, and I had to 
finish 43 beers in three hours or Adam was going to be sent back to the Navy. <laughs> well, that, that one happened, though. <laughs> it did? I'm sorry, Adam. We're going to miss you. <laughs> Should have tried harder. <laughs> There's a lot to drink. So here's the thing. Recently, like in the last five years, they figured out who actually committed this crime. Oh, better late than never. And it Chief wasn't police. any of these six people. It was the psychiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> My God, L. Ron Hubbard was right. In fact, the killer was dead. He had uh, passed away in the interim. Um, in good news, they sued and did indeed get a settlement of, I believe, $28 million. Mm. But Which, that's just recently. So they've been in jail for 20 plus years. Yeah. yeah. Close to 30. And also the locals in this county still pretty much believe they're guilty. Well, they got $28 million. They go where they want. Well, that's the thing. The county doesn't have $28 million. <laughs> yeah. So they're. It's got 28. <laughs> so now they're all joint mayor of the town. <laughs> <laughs> the county is fighting the decision and also promising to like raise property taxes so that they can raise money Jeez. to pay for oh, no. um, the extreme injustice done to these six people Which sure doesn't help their you know standing in the community <laughs> yes exactly a lot of people are saying well i don't see why they deserve money for it they're out of prison <laughs> it's not like we did anything wrong so yeah what about those recovered memories folks i have got a what about for conspiracies mm. now this isn't like a fun conspiracy like we had last time although there's still plenty more of those i mean you can just go crazy <laughs> and indeed, some people do. This is about the people who are supposed to keep us from conspiracies and often end up believing in them themselves. Huh. So Facebook uh, is known for treating its employees fairly well, but they also don't count people who they contract out, like companies that they contract out as employees. Yeah. <laughs> you don't count as people. <laughs> so this is just a, an article about a moderator facility in Phoenix, where when a normal Facebook employee gets like psychological benefits and breaks and vacation time and makes $240,000 a year, uh, these people moderate Facebook posts for things like extreme violence or wacko conspiracy stuff that might be harmful. And they have to watch it and then report back to Facebook and say, yeah, we should probably get rid of this. Hmm. Yeah. They're only paid about $30,000 a year, which is more than I make. So I should <laughs> get into this um, and are allotted nine minutes a day of wellness time, uh, which is taken off of your bathroom breaks. If you have to pee, <laughs> going to the bathroom is considered wellness. That is important to my wellness. Can I just play soothing music in the bathroom? <laughs> da, 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 da. You have to send these things back to Facebook and if Facebook goes, no, no, that's wrong. You get fired after a couple of those. Oh, man. If they disagree with your findings? Yes. <laughs> um, but here's, here's a problem is that because mental health is so low there because of work conditions, these people who are watching people die all day and also watching videos about how the earth is flat or how the Holocaust <laughs> didn't happen begin believing it because they're in such a poor mental condition. Oh, man. <laughs> Says they gain PTSD-like symptoms, but they're not eligible for any support. It's like they're brainwashing themselves. Yeah. Oh, God. I feel like that should be presented as evidence for people who believe conspiracy theories. It's like, if you take a normal person and you pull all the joy out of their life, then they start <laughs> to believe conspiracies. So that, that's, that's what about you are doing. Yeah. Well, and once you start going nutso and start believing all the conspiracy theories, it says that the people who are fired... 
everybody else that remains is like, oh god, they live in constant fear that somebody's going to come in after having gone insane from having a poor mental condition and then starting believing conspiracy theories and shoot up the place. Ugh. Yeah, being the place that is trying to stop the conspiracy theories from being spread. <laughs> Man, yeah, that's I, rough. I imagine it's like you fall deeper down that hole, you let more and more things go through, which only increases yeah, right? your odds of getting fired. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's, it sounds like a great place. They, they, people don't last long here, is what they say. <laughs> it says that the, the, the facility is lit like a very dark, dingy basement. What is wrong with this place? <laughs> <laughs> and also, they blow an air horn every five to ten minutes. <laughs> Random chairs will give you a slight shock every once in a while. <laughs> but here, here's a, a, an example of how you might make an error. So let's say that you're you're in... You're browsing Facebook stuffs, and there's a, a Facebook group that says autistic people should be sterilized. Sounds this isn't bad. against Facebook policy. <laughs> you reported it because you're like, well, these people are, are, are protected characteristic. Not on Facebook. It's only race and gender. Oh. So that's a ding against you. <laughs> but let's say you're just searching for instances of the N-word, and you find one that's used not offensively. Yeah. Okay. And you accidentally report that. Well, that's another ding. <laughs> Who gets to decide offensively? I don't know. <laughs> this is That's just what it says a, here. Such a stressful job, like trying to argue semantics. Yeah, seriously. So, a post that says something like, I hate all men, violates the policy. But a post that says, sterilize autistic people does not. not? not a, they're, they're not a. Right. They're not a protected class. But saying something like, I just broke up with my boyfriend and I hate all men, does not violate the policy. <laughs> <laughs> So you got all these people just going crazy in this dingy facility watching <laughs> videos of people dying and conspiracy theories over and over becoming conspiracy theorists. I don't think I would ever need a job that badly <laughs> to want to work there. You know that see, uh, that scene in the opening of the first Ghostbusters where he's trying to induce yeah. psychic powers with electrical shock? I feel like that's this job. Yeah, it's all some big experiment. Yeah. Waiting like, for the superhero comic. <laughs> so that's fun. I've left Facebook, and yeah. <laughs> every day it feels more and more like a good decision. <laughs> See, my Facebook is a barren wasteland because I've blocked most of my family. <laughs> yeah, I've basically left Facebook. So I, I get memes from Adam's girlfriend, and then old lady memes from one of my sisters, <laughs> where it's like pictures of minions. It's like, Jesus is watching. <laughs> <laughs> it's harmless. <laughs> well, I have a uh, slight follow-up to our Conspiracy Theories episode. Oh, What? How the mighty have fallen. <laughs> well, I have a what about for uh, our conspiracies episode. Uh, so we have an awesome new editor and his name is Gerard. And it just so happens that he he's not real. Oh, well, he lives in Finland. So I thought I'd ask him if Finland exists or not. And he replied, and I quote, uh, Finland does not exist. It turns out that we are just a simulation floating somewhere out there with the stars. Join us, will you? So confirmed. We we apologize. We were wrong. That is not a conspiracy. Finland does not, not in fact exist. To admit when we're wrong. Yeah. Um. I I have a what about sent in from a uh, a fan of the show to my uh, Facebook Messenger from an old uh, fan of our of Adam and my previous show. Uh, you might remember Joe the intern. Okay. Who helped edit the other show, <laughs> and it's about lungs. Um, now remember we all said what would it be like to just have one lung mm -hmm. uh, so I'll read the story too it says when I was about 9 I had to get my spleen and gallbladder removed due to a blood disorder I have and a weird side effect of it 
So as is one of the many things that can go wrong during a surgery, I guess the doctors accidentally collapsed my left lung. So as a result, I had a chest tube draining fluid out of my lung for a number of days while it recovered. The best way I can describe the feeling of only having one lung to breathe is imagine taking a shallow breath just to the point where you can feel your chest expand and your diaphragm push down and stop. So right as you feel your chest expand, stop. Sounds like a nightmare. Sounds like how I breathe. <laughs> On top of the feeling of constantly being having the wind knocked out of you, that's the absolute best you can do for breathing for about a week. Ugh. Man, I take really deep breaths. That would, that would I'd probably go crazy just dealing with that. Yeah, I forgot that. I had a friend who had a lung collapse. Yeah, it's true. Just just happened. Yeah. No. You just watching TV. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't just tell me that, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be frightened. You frightened me. I was listening to a podcast the other day. It's like, yeah, strokes happen to anyone. Just boom. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I just listened to that one today. Same thing happened to me. <laughs> just never watch TV again. You'll but be fine. I'd like fine. to thank Joe the intern for following us over and for the what about. Death is all around us. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I have a what about for our uh, con men episode. Con- oh, wait. <laughs> this guy that I'm about to talk about isn't like, some super genius and didn't do anything super exciting, but he's in the publishing industry, so he's in my world, so I I kind of found it depressing. So this dude has a book coming out, still very exciting. Uh, no, it, it came out, sorry. They, there's a movie coming out based on his book. Ooh. Wow. Uh, the book is called Woman in the Window, and he worked in the publishing industry, which, you know, it was easy for him to get a job, what with his master's degree from Oxford and, you know, all his experience Ooh. as an editor previously, he just flew through the ranks until he was making, you know, over $200,000 a year, which is a lot in the publishing industry. Funny story, though, he missed a lot of work, but, you know, he had brain cancer, so that was understandable. And, you know, the poor man, his mother had died and his father had died. He had a hard life, mm. except none of that was true. <laughs> he had not graduated from Oxford. He'd attended Oxford, but he had not successfully graduated. He left, I believe, when his mother died, one of the many times she died. <laughs> um, he did not have brain cancer, and he had not worked as an editor previously, and no one checked what, any of this. What does a higher-up publisher do? Like, once you get to the top and they're just handing you $200,000, <laughs> you just say, I like book. <laughs> <laughs> I think you sort of set, like, you get to, like, choose which books get published that Live sort of die. thing. With your lucky coin. You get to write history. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so one of the interesting stories about him is he just disappeared. Like he stopped showing up to work for weeks at a time and people were like, what happened? But then his brother wrote everyone to tell him, oh, um, he's uh, he's in the hospital, brain cancer very sad. You should send money because <laughs> of the brain ca- and gifts and, and get well cards and he'll be back soon. And an extra Your brain. <laughs> Funny thing, his brother punctuated email in this really strange way that he also punctuated email. <laughs> e period mail, thing. which hmm. no one else does. Ah, uh, yes. Um, electronic mail. And then he came back and a few months later, someone cost, asked him about his brother, and his brother had sadly committed suicide in the in the past couple of months, and and could not talk about you know all the cards yeah. and gifts that he'd collected. Well, this guy's just a rain cloud. <laughs> but he he does have a brother who is alive, oh. as is his mother wow. and his father. <laughs> um, it's a miracle. <laughs> but yeah, his book still came out. He still has a movie deal. I 
don't know that he still has his job. <laughs> um, well, he's got a movie deal. Yeah. It's a, uh, I, I guess all you need to do, do to make it the, in this world is lie a lot. I just got to scroll up my what resume. Was the, what was the advantage of him lying to Oxford about his mother dying? He didn't want to be there anymore. I think he didn't want like a, I don't know. I think he wanted the ability to return if he chose. He wanted a pity diploma. Yeah. Gotcha. Meanwhile, the college I went to told me to get the fuck out. And when I returned, I was like, I'm very sorry for what I did there. Like, what did you do? Like, who are you? <laughs> yeah, come on back. Give us some money. I was like, oh, is that, is that easy? Like, yeah, fuck it. Well, I have a what about for our dams episode. Damn. So on, this is very recent. January 2019 in Brazil. So several high-level executives and engineers of the Vale Mining Company are under arrest after the Vale Tailing Dam burst on January 26th, killing a couple of hundred people, though there are still a couple of hundred more that have not been found. I'm sure they're fine. <laughs> so Vale released reports showing that the dam had been inspected several times in the last year, most recently on January 22nd, just four days before the dam burst, and was shown to be perfectly fine. Clearly. <laughs> However, witnesses from the town say otherwise. One man said his father was called to the dam late one night after a leak was spotted. The man's father was so unnerved by what he saw, he came home and said he was going to quit and move to a new town. He died in the flood. <laughs> he wasn't oh, unnerved he's... enough, clearly. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see how far the old act of God card gets these guys. But apparently Brazil has some pretty hefty anti-corruption laws. And if it turns out that anyone involved bribed anyone else, these people could face serious fines and jail time, even if the dam was okay. So we'll just have to wait and see. There is video of this dam bursting, and it's pretty crazy. Uh, it was an earthen dam, so the flood is preceded by a landslide. Oh, God. And also, this was an iron tailing dam, so it was a very unsettling red color, <laughs> making it look like a wall of muddy blood is attacking the town. <laughs> Moses, <laughs> no! Covered in dirt, but good news, it's badly <laughs> washed away. In the blood of the lamb. All right. Well, I have one more what about um, going back to our rodeos episode. Mm. There's an exciting new rodeo game that they're playing. <laughs> it's called Let the Animals Go. <laughs> it's called Cowboy Pinball. <laughs> Pardon? Is this, oh, is this a Zorb event that Adam and I wanted so much? <laughs> that yeah. would be safer than this. Oh, you have to try and find a marble in a pen full of bulls. <laughs> so in this event... They had a number of volunteers stand in like little chalk circles, and then they released a bull with a uh, $100 bill strapped to its side. <laughs> I'm on board so far. All you have to do is grab the money. So it's just like an open face $100 bill sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and then they released a second bull. <laughs> No I, money, just for fun. They had no money. <laughs> I mean, those hurricane things at kids' birthday parties have gotten brutal. <laughs> yeah, right? So all you have to do is is be the first person to grab the cash without being trampled to death. In the uh, story I read, yep. the second bull, the first bull was pretty much okay, but the second bull charged one person, threw them into the air, mm -hmm. charged the a second person, Whee. threw them into the air. Where they hit the first person coming down. <laughs> knocked them unconscious. <laughs> And then pinned a third person to the wall with its horns. Um, apparently, they had some trouble at that point because no one had gotten the $100 bill trying to decide who the winner was. 
the I think the bull won. <laughs> the contestants decided to give the cash to the person with the concussion. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure that will pay all so their medical did, did bills. It, sorry, did they have to stay in their? They couldn't circles? leave their little circle. It seems random. Like, uh, do you want to be closest to where the bull is released? I feel like the way to win that game is to have like a big fistful of like really nice grass that the bull wants to munch on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Picture of a lady bull. Yeah, yeah dress up like a pretty lady bull, <laughs> which is a cow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have a couple whatabouts for our internet challenge episode. So there have been a couple of new internet challenges since we did that episode. First, there's the Momo challenge. You guys heard about this one? Is that a challenge? Yeah, I thought it was fake. a hoax. Yeah, I mean... Th- that's yeah, that's kind of where I was on it. Yeah, that's sort of what we're getting at. So people are basically barraged with violent images and threats. And some people are worried that this will drive people to suicide, but... Uh, This one's been going on for a while, and a few sources I found show that there has yet to be a link between deaths and this challenge. So this one's probably getting a little overhyped, so maybe just, you know, cool your jets on that one. The statue's horrifying. Yeah, it's a little spooky. What does the statue have to do with it? I don't know. Uh, It was a a statue made by a, a Japanese person that was like an overbearing mother that's like a hen, like a bird. Okay. But then there's the bird box challenge in which people try to do oh, things yeah. while blindfolded. So dumb. I've not seen the movie yet. Yeah. It's not it's not that good to have this sort of like craze surrounding <laughs> it. So I couldn't find a story of someone dying of this yet, but it wouldn't surprise me if it happens. Uh, one teen in Utah crashed her car while trying to drive blindfolded. <laughs> We're, we're, we're getting a little crazy there. Yeah. Did she at least have a co-pilot or was she the only one in the car? She did, but basically she like, there was a truck coming at her and she drifted over the line and like hit the truck. And, you know, that only takes half a second. So, And I assume they were filming, so there's proof of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those accidents. It's unavoidable, I guess. <laughs> it could happen to anyone. <laughs> and uh, let's see. I think I've, I've still got a couple left here, so I'll just bulldoze through the rest of mine. So this is a what about about pigs uh, and this is a very suspicious story from february 9th 2019 in udmartia this is suspicious uh-oh so a woman's death is being investigated after she allegedly went out to feed some pigs had a seizure fell in the pen and oh, was no. eaten alive by the porkers her husband had gone to bed early because he wasn't feeling well and she went out to feed the pigs in the morning he noticed his wife was missing and found what was left of her body in the pig pen um. so yeah police are looking into that one but the thing is i don't know that pigs eat people if they have something else to eat and she was like literally carrying well, food, she was covered so in their food i guess <laughs> slathered in the most delicious creamed corn <laughs> so yeah but uh yep don't don't pass out near pigs apparently <laughs> and our Final what about here? Oh, this is actually also a a lung follow-up. I guess I should have read this one earlier. But on March 7th in 2019 in Colorado, the Goddard family was enjoying a Saturday night movie with their two-year-old son when he choked on a piece of popcorn. The parents rushed to the boy, but he gave a mighty cough and started breathing again. He seemed all right, so they finished the movie and went to bed. The next day, though, the boy had a nasty cough. His Hmm. parents assumed that he just had caught a cold as there were some nasty bugs going around. But by Monday morning, the boy had a fever of 104. So the parents took him to the hospital. Uh, X-rays showed that he had inhaled a piece of corn and his body had coated it in mucus. So (sighs) the boy had pneumonia from popcorn. (laughs) Popcorn lung. Yeah. So... (laughs) 
they uh, they got it out and he's okay, but he was very nearly the fastest death due to popcorn lung. <laughs> the, the human body is so stupid. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> what should I do with this? I don't know. <laughs> Let's just keep it. I know what to do with dust in the nose. This is kind of like that. All right. I think that's about it. Anybody have any anything else? That's oh, all for me. I don't know. Are we going to do another one of those getting to know you things? <laughs> oh, yeah. We don't have any uh, discussion topics to round this out with. Yeah, I didn't really prepare anything. What did you do with your summer vacation? <laughs> um, I don't know. Getting to know you things. Adam, what's your favorite video game? I don't know. That's a very hard question. Yeah. It's a Smash series. Just say Smash. That's deep. That's up there. Top Ho- five. Definitely. Hollow Knight. It's got to be Hollow Knight. <laughs> That's your favorite? I. It might be. I love Hollow Knight. Sean has played Hollow Knight about 15 times that I've watched. <laughs> See, I'd, I'd have to give it to the Smash series, but that's just because of the... I mean, longevity alone. Yeah, yeah, the multiplayer. I did fall in love with Sean watching oh. him play Smash Brothers. <laughs> but he was playing Ness. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, you want to go out? And Sean turned around and said, okay. EK <laughs> <laughs> <PK> dating. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Kelly? Uh, what? Favorite video game. She's looking at the shelf. My answers are embarrassing. <laughs> Had a full boyfriend. <laughs> well, I really <laughs> like bad. games with a good mix of relationship management and uh, alchemy Property elements. Management. Persona? Um, Persona doesn't really have the alchemy element, but it does have good relationship management. My favorite for the, for the Persona series is definitely... Uh, now you've really narrowed down the list of available options for that sort of genre. <laughs> there is a game in a series that's it's 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 very cheesecake centric. Um I love cheesecake. <laughs> called Cheesecake, it's the hot boys and girls. <laughs> it's called Artinelico 2, and in it you uh you have these well, mostly these two protagonists who use song magic and you play the person protecting them. But to unlock their music, you have to dive into their minds and solve their psychological problems and also unlock new outfits for them. And <laughs> the outfits uh, are important. <laughs> it changes their stats. If you have them fight in a towel, they're really strong. Yeah, I change my stats every morning. <laughs> so, a, so far, this is a mixture of Rhapsody, uh, Psychonauts, yeah. and uh, Final Fantasy X-2. <laughs> And then in addition to that, you you make things with alchemy and what you make depends on what female character you have with you. Also, there are spa scenes and it's all about sisterhood and love. And I love that game so much. I know I shouldn't, but it's great. great. (laughs) There's also some goddesses in there. Uh, Anybody have any good acid pop appropriate book recommendations uh the sawbones book oh yeah by, uh, justin sydney mcelroy came to, out way to plug our competitors <laughs> uh oh yeah they, they do something <laughs> completely different <laughs> uh came out in like november and it's very good hmm. it, t- it talks about all sorts of things that we have also talked about well my personal favorite is the hypochondriac's guide to horrible diseases you probably already have i was have. gonna say that but i thought we'd already mentioned it. we have know. well maybe but Either way, it's a great book. It's kind of hard to find now. I think it's out of print, but uh, yeah, really great. There's a couple of follow-ups about mental diseases and sexual stuff, but in yeah. my opinion, those aren't quite as good as well, the They original. took care of most of the really good stuff in the first yeah. one. But just it has a really fun like format and narrative. I can't think of any books to recommend. No? Well, I mostly read fiction. Yeah. I could recommend some really dark fiction for you, but <laughs> not quite quite on topic. Well, 
I think that's it. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Andy? Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to my co-hosts for joining me today. Thanks to Gerard, our awesome editor. And thanks to you for tuning in. If you'd like more information about today's episode, check out our website at acidpoppodcast.podbean.com. You can join us on our subreddit, Acid Pop Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Acid Pop Podcast for updates almost every month. Or you can send us an email at acidpoppodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Spider bite your thing. <laughs> yeah, he never did tell us where the spider had to anywhere, bite. Anywhere, anywhere worked. <laughs> you, you seem very sure. Your muscles it. shut down and then you get a boner. <laughs> your muscles shut down too. I feel like to be absolutely sure, you want it to be as close to the side as possible. Some sort of terrible bee sting on your dong. <laughs> Women love that. <laughs> yeah, those those bee stung dongs. Look, I've re- I read some Craigslist on the previous show. <laughs> That's true. Where a guy was like, I'm going to get a jar of angry bees and have them sting my dick and then we're going to have sex. There's something about toy trains, too. Well, that was the guy that wanted a bro to come over and jack off with him while they pretended to be monsters and destroy his son's train set. (laughs) There was the one where there was a lot of J.O. stuff where J.O. with a bro where it was like, "Okay, I want to act out the fight scene to Michael Jackson's bad while we jack off. A lot of stuff about crystals. Okay, trying just trying to word it. He's getting it together. How how long are you, is the uh, was it pre prism pri prism pri prism? Uh, once again, it's the four hour limit. Four hours? I thought it was three. I hear four. Four is fine. <laughs> Andy's giving me eyebrows. Do you need extras? No, stop giving me eyebrows. I have enough. She looks so beautiful. If you have a fear boner lasting longer than four hours, please stop using spiders and contact your doctor immediately. Ask, ask, damn it. If you have a fear boner lasting, if you have a fear boner lasting longer than four hours, please contact your daughter. daughter. (laughs) Hey, honey. (laughs) Tell your daughter. Don't do that. (laughs) Very inappropriate. Go straight to jail. Well, no, like if you look into it, stepdaughter is very popular right now. Take three. If you have a fear boner lasting, lasting. If you have a fear boner lasting longer than four hours, please stop using spiders and contact your doctor immediately. I'm Adam. You did it! Did you almost say ask Adam? Maybe, I don't know.